0: Hello and welcome to the Fit Chicks and Hormones podcast, where we offer suggestions and information about balancing your hormones naturally so that you can start taking action today. I'm excited to be here today with you, sharing my experiences and the experiences of my clients in hopes that you will learn so much about how you should truly feel when you take the action steps to a life full of hormone harmony. Today I want to talk about the importance of protein, when going through menopause. Now, it's probably all the time, but super even more crucial to you when you are going through menopause. Um, this is something I preach about all the time because I feel like it's it's missed as not only part of a healthy lifestyle, but also it's so important as we age and we go through menopause, perimenopause, menopause, and as we head into postmenopause. And if you think about this, you're going to be postmenopausal half of your life um so that's when all your hormones are dropping right so if anything that you can do to make you feel the best during that time when your hormones are like they were when you before like when they were before you were a teenager you gotta do all the things to live a long healthy strong um wonderful life vibrant life so I want to talk about first, like here's what happens when you don't have enough protein in your diet. So I want to, I want you to understand, like when you're not eating enough protein, this is what is happening to your body. Okay? So when you have insufficient protein, it can it's gonna accelerate your muscle loss. During menopause, there's already a natural decline in muscle mass. I can't remember the percentage. I should have looked it up, but our muscle from the time we turn, I think it was about 35, goes down. Uh, tremendously as we age every single year Um, and when we don't have enough protein it just makes it worse and this can uh, this can lead to decreased strength decreased mobility and it makes you more susceptible to getting hurt injuries breaking bones right and that's the thing that we don't want to have happen as we get old we want to be strong we don't want to fall down and get hurt Uh, protein is also a vital component for maintaining bone density like I just talked about without enough protein you're gonna, you might st- start to face uh, bone-related issues, including osteoporosis. As you get older, they have you go and do a bone density test. If your bone density numbers are low, you need to start eating more protein and lifting weights. But protein, super important. Proteins are the building blocks of your hormones. When you lack protein, this can disrupt hormonal balance, potentially worsening your menopausal symptoms such as hot flashes, mood swings, and and insomnia. So if you're experiencing those things, take a look at your protein. Maybe you're not having enough. Protein has a higher thermic effect, which means it requires more energy for digestion. So without enough protein, the metabolic rate may decrease. Decrease. That means that your fat burning potential is decreasing. Uh, and it makes it harder for us to lose weight. So more protein. Restores that metabolism, boosts that metabolism, gets our motor running. That's why I always, when I talk to clients about your metabolism dropping, it's a motor. We want to get going. And so when you add more food, you add more calories, you add more protein, it goes faster. And you burn more body fat. When you're not doing anything, so super important, the more muscle mass you have, because you're eating more protein, you're going to burn more body fat by just simply doing nothing. Now I'm not saying don't do anything, but just so you know. Uh, Protein is also a source of sustained energy. Inadequate intake can lead to energy slumps and increased fatigue. It can impact your overall well-being and make it harder for you to stay active and engaged. So if you're lacking motivation, which I hear all the time, and I tell people, motivation isn't always a feeling. You aren't going to feel motivated. What it is, is that energy that you don't have. The energy, the fatigue, the tired, the exhaustion, that is what's making you not want to do things. So when you eat more protein, it gives you more energy. When you have more energy, you have more, you feel more motivated to do the things you need to do, right? We're more active. We're going out. We're doing things that we know that we need to be doing instead of sitting on the couch and watching Netflix. Uh, Protein can also, it's also crucial for a strong immune system. When you don't have enough protein, the body is going to struggle to produce antibodies and other immune-related molecules, potentially compri- compromising the ability to fight off infections and illnesses. Eat more protein? Don't get sick as often. What an what a easy fix, right? Something that can help you with that. Uh, proteins play a role in neurotransmitter production, affecting your cognition function. A deficiency may contribute to issues such as brain fog, difficulty concentrating, and memory lapses. Common, common things that happen in menopause, right? We hear about it all the time. So again, another reason to eat protein. So if you're experiencing a lot of brain fog, uh, not able to fo- focus and, and do the things that you need to do, you probably need to increase your protein. Uh, protein also helps to regulate blood sugar levels. And if you know this, and if you don't, as we go into those menopausal years, we have a harder time with blood sugar levels, stabilizing our blood sugar levels. What that means is we don't have a lot of energy. We gain a lot of weight. We gain weight around the belly, right? All these things start to happen. But when you have more protein in your diet, this can help with those blood sugar imbalances. Uh, Stable blood sugar levels contribute to overall well-being, And this is why I always, always, always have my clients pair any carbohydrate, so any fruit, Any vegetables, any um, pasta, any uh, quinoa, potatoes. um, What else am I doing? Cookies. (laughs) Anything that you that is has sugar in it with a protein, because what that does that protein helps to stabilize those blood sugar levels, so it balances it out, so we don't have those uh, blood sugar surges that. For one, we know we get a lot of energy, but then we crash, right? So if you have protein with that, you're not going to have that energy and crash. Number two, you're not going to gain weight because it's not going to all go to your middle. So super important, if you're eating any type of carbohydrate, make sure you're pairing it with a protein. Um, Super important. Protein-rich foods are often... Also more filling. When you eat more protein, you feel more satiated. This is something that I work with my clients all the time. When I look at their plate and I say, you need more protein, and they start adding more protein, they get full more often. They're not still craving foods after they eat. So always, if you're not feeling satisfied after you eat a meal, look at your plate. Did you have enough protein? If not, that could be why you're still hungry. Um, Or why you feel like you need to snack all day. Or you get to 3 o'clock and you're like, I'm ravenous and I need to eat the rest of the day. Because maybe all of your foods so far have been carbohydrates and no protein. Which I find so often. If you can start off your day with protein and not a carbohydrate. So eggs and uh, vegetables and some healthy fats, some avocados versus a bowl of oatmeal. Or some fruit. Or a bowl of cereal. Or a breakfast bar. Or a donut, <laughs> you're going to have so much more energy. You're going to feel more satiated. You're not going to be hungry all day long. I'm not saying you can't have those things that I talked about, like the oatmeal. If you're going to have oatmeal, fine. Remember how I talked about pairing pairing your carbohydrate with a protein. Add some protein to that oatmeal. Super easy fix. It's going to help to stabilize the blood sugar so that you're not hungry, and it's going to ha- also help with weight loss. Uh, endless cravings so a low protein diet just isn't about you know being on a diet Uh, it can have profound implications for overall health and well-being as you can see it's crucial for women in their perimenopausal and menopausal years to prioritize protein rich foods to support muscle strength bone health hormonal balance and the many functions that I talked about that contribute to a vibrant and healthy life so now the big question is How much protein do I need to eat? This is, this is way different than it used to be years ago. And I find that the research and so many people are talking about it. And myself included, I have noticed a huge difference when I eat enough protein. What you want to do, the magic number can vary, you know, depending. But a general guideline for you to use is 1.2 to 1.7 grams of protein per pound of body weight. Okay, so if you weigh 150, or if you, yeah, if you weigh 150 pounds, you would aim to consume 180 to 225 grams of protein. Most women are eating 50 to 60 grams. Super low, super low. Like not even half of what most people should be eating, right? Because we don't know, or because we don't realize it, and that's the first mistake that we're not being taught. That it's super important to know exactly how much protein you're eating, and then how much you should be consuming. Now, I'm not saying if you're eating 60 right now, you need to bump up to 200 grams. Ease your way up, work your way up there slowly, so that you feel more satiated. It's gonna take a while for you, but you're gonna feel more full. You're gonna have more energy. Like there's so many benefits. When you eat more protein, you're gonna feel amazing. You're gonna be on top of the world. Also, it's gonna keep you from eating all the other junk that you don't need which is going to help you to lose weight, especially if that's where what one of your uh, goals is as you're going through menopause, because I find that's the number one thing that most women are experiencing is that weight loss resistance. So from switching from a high-carbohydrate diet to high-protein, still having the carbohydrates, you're going to notice that weight loss is going to be a lot easier for you. So protein sources that are you know great ones to add would be eggs, uh, beef, fish, Turkey, lentils, black beans, nuts and seeds, those are also higher in fats as well. Um, collagen protein, whey protein, or pea protein, those are good substitutes. And some dairy, if you can tolerate it. Now, for myself, I can't do a lot of dairy because it just doesn't make me, it makes me bloat up. I can do little bits and not add a lot a lot at a time. If I do a little bit at a time, I do a lot better than if I try to do a lot. Um, and some people just can't do it. Some of you may be fine with it. But if you notice when you eat dairy that you um, have any type of uh, itchy skin, bloating, stomach air, stomach issues, um, maybe you just feel brain foggy or really extra full, those could be signs that maybe dairy is not serving you. So you might want to leave it out. But if you, want, if you are good with dairy, yogurt, Greek yogurt is a great option. Uh, little bits of cheese here and there, things like that. So you may be wondering, okay, how am I supposed to add that much protein to my diet? That sounds like so much. Well, like I said, you wanna start slow and add little bits at a time. But here are just four easy and effective tips that that I find that I teach to my clients that are gonna help you more get more protein and that I practice myself. So first thing, measure your protein. So when you're preparing your meals, you wanna aim for about five to six. Let's say you're eating three to four meals a day. I eat about four, four meals and a snack. If you're eating three to four meals per day, you wanna get about five to six ounces of protein. Um, so roughly that would be about your your whole hand, not just your palm, because that's that's not enough. This and this. So measure it out, your whole hand and this. And you'll notice when you eat that amount, you're gonna be like, wow, this is, it's a lot, but man, I feel so much better and I'm satiated. So that's how, if you don't want to use a scale, go like this. But I find that it is super important to measure your food so you do have an idea. So if you have a scale, I would love to see you measure that out. Five to six ounces of your protein, whatever it may be. Or that's like three eggs, okay? When it's eggs, three to four eggs, I do three, my husband does four. That's a good amount to to do. But I also, when I do eggs, I'll add extra protein. So I'll add, (coughs) excuse me, I'll do bacon or I'll do some sausage or something like that to, again, bump up the protein even more. When you get the five to six ounces, that's going to be, that's going to help you to get the amount of protein that you need by the end of the day. If you start your morning with oatmeal and no protein, you got a lot of protein to eat the rest of the day. So, Adding that protein at the beginning is super important. And that's why I do my hormone smoothie, because what I do, which just because this is what works best for me, but what I do is I use uh, a scoop of whey protein and I use four scoops of collagen protein, which equals to about, I think it's around 18 grams of protein. And then the scoop of whey protein is about 20 to 25. I don't know off the top of my head. But that's gonna get me a lot of protein right to begin with, right? If I got 40, right? If, if I aim for about, let's see, 40 to 50 grams of protein at three meals, I have plenty of, I have 150 grams or more of protein already, right? So knowing if you have a scale and can measure so you can get an idea of how much what you should be putting on your plate, then you don't have to use that scale all the time. Um, I also feel like it's important for you to track. But I'm gonna talk about that in a moment. Um, number two way to get more protein is to kind of mix it up a little bit. Uh, variety. I get bored of just having chicken on my plate or just having beef on my plate. And so what I like to do is combine them. So I am not, I'm not always a recipe person, but I like to just put a bunch of food in a bowl and eat it because that works best for me. But I don't like the flavor of just chicken, boring, or just beef, boring. So I'll do, I'll add, like I said, I add some polo sausage or some sausage to my eggs. Gives a little spice, right? Or if I'm having chicken, I will add maybe some ground turkey to it as well, just to spice it up, just to give it different flavors. Because when it's bland and boring, I don't want to eat as much. But when it has different flavors, I'm more likely going to eat more of the protein because it tastes different, right? You can put ham in your eggs. Um, there's so many different things. It just, it gives you different options. And again, it, if you get tired of the same old boring food and you think I can't eat so much of this, add a variety. A lot of times I post my meals and it's like, I have sausage and chicken or I have beef and turkey. Or, there's always like two different uh, protein sources on there. Not only because I need to up my protein, but I don't like to taste the whole the same amount of, the same proteins, if that makes sense. Hopefully that's making sense. So mix it up, right? Uh, number three, when you are plating your food, this is what I call plating your food. So I always have my clients think of their plate like this, right? Um, and you add your protein, triple eight. Let's say you're going to do a chicken breast, what you would normally do. I want you to look at that and be like, okay, I need a half amount more of this. So another half of chicken breast that automatically bumps up that protein easily, Right. Um, if you're having a steak, I'm going to do another half. If you're doing a chicken sausage, I'm going to do another half. It bumps up that protein just enough so it's going to add more protein uh, through your meal for your meals throughout the day. If you do this across all three meals and a snack, you can easily bump that protein up for the entire day. The next thing is, number four, don't forget the convenience of protein powders. While I don't want you using them all the time... As I mentioned, I use them in my in my hormone smoothie to bump out my protein, and you want to make sure that you are not using protein full of sugar full of artificial sweeteners and other chemicals. There are lots of natural brands out there. I also just mentioned collagen protein is a really good source because it doesn't have any a lot of fillers and stuff in it um Whey, pro, whey isolate there's pea protein there's lots of options but read the ingredients list because there's a lot of junk in some of them if you have questions about that go ahead and ask me um, but what you can do is add those to help bump up your protein like i said a scoop of protein a scoop of whey protein is about anywhere from 20 to 25 grams that's a lot right uh, you can blend it in your you can put it into your morning yogurt so anytime you're doing yogurt i always have my clients that they're doing a the yogurt just add a half a scoop or a scoop of protein powder Boom, protein up because yogurt already is has more protein in it. But boom, you get a little bit more. Um, put it in a smoothie like I do. I do both because I like the collagen because, again, as we age, our skin elasticity, we lose skin elasticity and our hails, hair and nails, everything gets thin and brittle just because of our lowering hormone levels. So adding the collagen is super important. So I'd love to do that as well. Um, or s- simply just as a snack, Put almond milk in a shaker bottle just like this and shake it up. Do a scoop, scoop and a half. Get 20 to 30 grams of protein. There's a a quick uh, snack for you. It's good to travel. If you know that you're going to be out and about and you're not going to get a meal or you're going somewhere that isn't going to have enough protein that you need, drink a quick uh, protein shake. So many different ways to bump up that protein, right? And here's what I want to talk about tracking. If you want to be exact and get to know, like, am I eating enough protein? How much more do I need to get? That's when you can track. There's apps like MyFitnessPal. I have an app that I use with my clients. It's a different one. They track their foods. Um, Not always. Some of them do. Some of them don't. If they're not getting the results that they want and they're not feeling good, don't have the energy, I have them track for about 7 to 10 days or longer if they want. So I can get an idea. So we can both get an idea of if they're getting the right amount of protein and calories. Because it's not only protein that women are lacking, it's calories. Those two things, 100%. So they learn. They learn as they're tracking to look at their plate. Like this is what, this is the kind of amount of protein that I need to be eating. So they know as they track, this is going to give me 30 grams of protein looking at their plate. So the next time that they go and put that meal together, they're going to be like, yes, I know exactly how much needs to go on here. And they don't need to track all the time. So, tracking I feel is super important, especially if you're not sure. Do it for seven to ten days and just kind of get an over a, an over an idea. Also, you can look back at the meals that you've already posted or that you've tracked and be like, "Okay, I was low on my protein this day. How could I have bumped it up? Well, let's see. you can adjust it oh well, if i had if I added three more uh ounces of chicken here and another scoop of protein here, like you can play with it and it may sound like a lot of work, but it's not." Because again, eventually you learn, like I don't, I only track every once in a while just to see where I'm sitting. I'm pretty good at eyeballing things because I've been doing this for a very, very, very long time. So if you haven't been doing it for a very long time, it's probably good to try and track it. So as you can see, protein is super important, not only for filling up your belly, but gearing you up for challenges of menopause. Understanding why your protein matters isn't just about food. It's about building a resilient and lively version of yourself. Uh, now, I hope you go and take us all into account as you're putting your meals together, as you're looking at your plate, what you're eating, and think about it. And maybe it's just something that starts to become part of your mind. You become more mindful of it. Like, am I eating enough protein? Can I add a little bit more here? Am I Am I still hungry after I eat? Do I have no energy? Maybe I needed more protein. Like... The biggest thing is becoming mindful of what's on your plate and what you're eating and deciding if you need more. Um, And as my niece used to say when she was little, uh, because I used to talk about protein all the time, she would say, protein, protein, protein. And (laughs) I still remember that to this day. It was so cute. I think she was maybe like 18 months old. But because I talked about protein all the time, (laughs) that's all she knew. Um, So anyway thanks for listening to me today. I appreciate you and I appreciate you being here. And if you do have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. That's why I'm here. I'm here to educate. I'm here to help. I'm here to support you. Um, So reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook or wherever. And if you have any questions about anything, so thanks again and have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks and Hormones podcast and if you found this helpful I would love for you to share it with your friends by sharing it in your stories and tagging me on Instagram at Fit Chicks and Hormones or on Facebook at Angie Marone. and if you have a free minute a review would be great too. Feel free to message me with any questions either on Facebook or Instagram. I love helping women move through their hormonal years with ease.